Welcome to episode 86 of Africa Past and Present, the podcast about African history, culture, and politics. I'm Peter Allegi. And I'm Peter Lim. And our special guest today, all the way from Botswana, is the leading African cartoonist, Taboho Motswetla. He holds degrees in two-dimensional and digital design, design illustration, and graphic design. He has his own cartoon business and also works at the University of Botswana. His very popular Mabijo series has appeared since 1989 in the newspapers Daily News and Mahi in Botswana. He has published three volumes of his comic book Mabijo on the Move from 2010 to this year, as well as articles and illustrated several books. He received the 2005 Presidential Meritorious Award and the 2003 Botswana National Art Fair Award. Uh, Ex-president of Botswana, Sir Ket Masire, launching the 25th anniversary of Toboho's popular character Mabijo in August this year, noted, quote, Throughout the years, many Botswana expressed pleasure because Mabijo humorously addressed social, health, youth and national issues of interest. Mabijo, as a local cartoon, made him a source of pride, particularly for his culturally relevant sense of humour, and changed the cartoon landscape in Botswana. Taboho's website is www.mabijo.com. That's M A B I J O. Welcome, Taboho. Thank you very much. Can you tell us about your journey of becoming a cartoonist? Thank you. Uh, I discovered that I'm an artist while I was still very young at the age of seven. And uh, uh, luckily, my mother also uh, identified the talent that is in me. So since then, I've been you know, interested in drawing, uh, painting. And every time, I will be spending a lot of my time drawing and uh, you know, drawing all that is around me. You know, uh, what interested me, I'll just uh, pick it up and then just draw. And uh, that's how I, s- I first started. And, uh, I've been doing this since then, and I've enjoyed it very much. I've in enjoyed drawing, I've enjoyed painting. And uh, I went to a school where, I mean, uh, at that time there was no art in school. So every time when I was at a secondary school, I was doing art uh, at my leisure time as a hobby. Even the teachers, they were interested because they saw what I was doing. and. Uh, they were just amazed that this guy can draw, but they, uh, he, he's not been taught, you know, something that I just did out of interest. Ever since that time, uh, I mean, I, I went through from Form 1 up to Form 5. I was just uh, drawing, and most of the time, you know, uh, my, my fellow students, they were interested in what I was doing. They thought that, you know, I've got an amazing talent. Only, I mean, uh, you know, I believe that everyone has got his own talent that's what I can do best, and uh, I cannot do other things uh, better than, you know, those other people. I did uh, art as, as a hobby up t- um, until I finished my, 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 my senior school. And then uh, after that, uh, I went from that village because uh, I was schooling at a place, uh, at a very remote place, which was even isolated. There were no shops around where I could buy something like a magazine, like comic strips. Uh, you know, there was nothing like that. So on the thing that I knew was just drawing and painting. I didn't know that there are other forms of art like uh, cartoons. So uh, 
I after I, I, I completed my my senior school, I went to the city, to the capital city of Botswana, which is Gaborone. Uh, and when I got there, I met other people. Uh, there's this other man who was doing political cartoons, who was who is very famous in Botswana. His name is uh, Simon Caesar. And uh, you know, when I when I looked at his uh, artwork, his uh, caricatures. You know, I was uh, fascinated, you know, to see the kind of drawing uh, he, he, he was doing. And uh, fortunately, again, I met the, the, this other gentleman who um, originates from Zimbabwe. He, he lived in Botswana for a long time since his uh, early ages. So he was also doing uh, comic strips. And uh, that's when I started to know about comic strips. And uh, I gave it a try. When I gave it a try, it it um, it worked because uh, I felt in love with uh, drawing, you know, cartoons, comic strips, and uh, I started uh, there. I used uh, to draw this this comic strips because um, I felt that they were giving me an opportunity to express myself better, because uh, I believe that I have got humor that is in me, which I failed to express verbally. But when uh, it comes to drawing and uh, doing cartoons, that's when I started to express myself very well. And, uh, you know, that love started uh, from there. Well, this year um, you're celebrating the 25th anniversary of your character, Mabijo. Can you tell us about inventing him and, and where the name comes from? Uh, when I started uh, the cartoon, Mabijo, you know, I just started it from nowhere. So what I did, I just started by creating a character. In me, I, I just came up with a character that I've never seen anywhere, which, which, which I will say to adjust my creation. And uh, I just wanted a character that will be easily identifiable. Uh, that's why I came up with that character who, who wears a dotted cap and a dotted uh, T-shirt. With, and with, with a great big, big teeth smiling. <laughs> Ever smiling. <laughs> and with those big boots. Those big boots. Yes. <laughs> After coming up with the, the character, I thought of a name that I can give to this character. And uh, when I was thinking of a name, you know, what came into my mind was my uncle. My uncle, you know, has got a, a talent. He's very talented in boxing. And uh, what happened is that uh, while he was in, in, a, in a boxing ring, he was given this nickname, Mabijo, and he was very, very, very good. And uh, it happened that along the way, his, his, his career was, was cut short by ill health, so he couldn't continue with his career. And uh, I, I looked at this and, and, and I, you know, I felt for him because he was very close to me and I was very close to him, and I thought I should honor my uncle. I will just take this name and then use it uh, in my character as an honor to him. Uh, by the way, my, 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 my uncle's uh, character doesn't match this one of, uh, mm. I mean, there uh, are two different things. He, he had his own character and Mabijo has got his own character. So uh, I just wanted to make that clear that he, he was not a funny uh, person like this cartoon. Especially in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wondering all week um, about the maybe the shortened version or the diminutive of um, a bijo because I, no I notice in a number of your wonderful strips there's bijos mm -hmm. or bijos and uh, uh, one that I remember is uh, Mabijo is sitting in a bar with a particularly attractive young woman and she's asking him bijo 
do you have blue tooth? And he, or he becomes crestfallen and says, no, I only have white tooth. <laughs> so is that a shortened form of Mabijo? Yes, uh, Mabijo, uh, I mean, Bijo is just, uh, uh, you know, a short form of mm. Mabijo. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, uh, currently one of your great interests is, is developing animation uh, in Southern Africa. And, and today you gave a second uh, equally riveting, in my opinion, talk in the MSU library where you showed uh, some short animations of Mabijo and other characters that you, you've produced. So I wondered about your thoughts about uh, the next step, if you like, in your career, perhaps. I mean, you've been doing uh, Mabijo very successfully for 25 years and sustained that wonderfully. So I just wondered about uh, this whole new area of animation. And with that, of course, the question about applied comic art. Because we often, I know I, I grew up with comics. My mother used to say when I was 10 or 12, I only read two things, encyclopedias and comic books. Somehow I managed to become a historian. So the question at the also at the back of my mind is, what about the applied uh, aspect of comics? And obviously animation can be used in, in, in areas there. Mm. Yeah, um, actually, I'm looking at the fact that my bijou is coming a long way. Uh, from you know 25 years now and uh, he has been on the newspaper and uh, my vision was to see him now graduating from a, a just a, from a mere newspaper cartoon to an animated cartoon and uh, that's that is where I am uh, I'm trying to uh, build up you know a character in a in an animated form even people at home in Botswana they are always looking at a the opportunity when they will see Mabijo uh, on TV. And I'm um, always telling them that, no, very soon, it, uh, you know, this character is, is going to appear on TV. But there is a lot to be done in order for us to come up with an episodes uh, of Mabijo. And then, a lot of money, you expect. Yeah, a lot of money is needed because we need to build a team, a big team that will, you know, take this and, uh, you know, give it the best. Now, we are planning to do uh, animation that is going to be for entertainment, like we are going to use Mabijo's uh, es escapades that uh, you know we've seen through, uh, just uh, to build something for entertainment. But at the same time, we are also looking at uh, doing animation for uh, educational purposes, uh, because we have got uh, you know there are some lots of issues that needs to be that need to be uh, you know you know, sensitized to people. So we believe that uh, the, the animated cartoon, which is mainly for, uh, you know, um, educational purposes, can address a lot of issues, issues like HIV, issues like, uh, you know, quite a number of issues, health issues, educational issues, and, uh, you know, and, and many other issues. We also uh, are doing animation for for advertising instead of maybe using other forms of uh, like uh, videos to do some adverts we instead do use a, a you know the animation to do some adverts now one of the things that i find very very nice about mabijo is not just the the style and the humor but also the fact that it's a mixture of english and Setswana. how important is it to you uh, and to your audience, importantly, that the language of your cartoons features both English and Setswana. And can you tell us a little more about the Setswana and, and Botswana context and how you use 
Botswana culture and idioms um, to find inspiration and themes and sustain your dialogue with your readers? You know, when I first started this cartoon, in, in mind, my target audience was an, an ordinary Botswana, young, old, educated, and uneducated. So uh, people in our country, they very much appreciate their mother tongue. And that's why I decided that this cartoon, I'm going to do it using uh, so that we, 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 it can use uh, our mother tongue, Sitswana. And uh, at the same time, we know that we have another generation that is coming, that is, uh, you know, a, a, a bit by bit uh, drifting away from, you know, our original culture of uh, using Sitswana as a language. They, they, they take pride in using English. So we are saying to them that, you know, let's take pride in our mother tongue. That's why I'm using uh, uh, Sitswana mostly, uh, you know, just to, to say to the people that let's take pride in our language. Our language uh, forms uh, the basic element of our culture. That's why we are saying that Sitswana is uh, one of the, the, the best that we can use uh, in the cartoon, and it appeals to quite a number of people in rural places, uh, you know, people, those who didn't go to school, they understand, you know, this character because uh, he's using this uh, language. And the other interesting thing is that, you know, our language is very rich. It has got a very uh, rich vocabulary that when we are using this language, uh, people, you know, they get excited uh, when they see some of this uh, waste being used in a cartoon. And uh, it helps for the young ones who are coming up you know, to learn some of these languages, some of these ways, uh, you know, they discuss with elderly people, uh, they ask, uh, what does Babijo mean when he's saying this? You know, that helps in educating, you know, people uh, about our language. And so I assume this will continue in the animated form, right? Yes, this is going to continue in animated form because, uh, like I was saying that, you know, we need to take pride in our language and uh, promote it so that people can can take it serious, and uh, they shouldn't think that, you know, n uh, speaking English is the best maybe to show that I'm educated, but they should know their roots, they should know where, where they're coming from, and Sitswana is the language that they should be proud about. It's really interesting uh, when I think about the way conversations meander and also the sort of serendipity or luck in life, and so it was just uh, a year ago that I met you in Khabarone and I was at the Southern African Historical Society conference and we sat by the swimming pool at the Sun Hotel and now here we are uh, sitting in, in East Lansing talking about cartooning. And as a re partly as a result of that, I find myself chairing a panel at ASA on African cartooning, uh, in fact, across the continent. Uh, but I'm wondering about the different kinds of cartooning because we have political cartoonists like Zapiro in South Africa, Gado in Kenya, mm -hmm. and others um, who take on the powers that be. And, and then we have other kinds of cartoonists, cultural cartoonists and, and others. And I think you are essentially a cultural cartoonist. You specialise, if you like, in the delights of everyday life. And you have many memorable and humorous uh, angles on, for example, relations between the sexes, dating, sports such as soccer, travel, maybe you'll be having a, 
a Mabijo in America before too long, that would be interesting. And you always seem to see the funny the, or the ironic side of life. And um, I'm just wondering how you managed to get your inspiration for all these cartoons and comic strips. And maybe could you tell us a little bit about this and your uh, Mabijo magic, perhaps we could call it that, how, how your creative process unfolds. You know, to come up with an idea is, a, is an interesting thing. Because some people may wonder, I mean, we're in the 25th year uh, ever since I started doing this cartoon. And uh, many people have been asking me, where do we get uh, the inspiration? Where do we get the, the, these ideas that you, are, that, that, you know, that you are working on every day or, or every week? Because uh, this, this uh, cartoon is published on a weekly basis. The, 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 the answer that I can give is that, you know, I get uh, ideas from around me. Every time when I meet people and we are chatting, I can be able to pick something and uh, you know develop into uh, something very funny. I can look at, I mean, I can listen to a, a, you know a, a word. I can pick a word from a conversation. I can pick a phrase and give it an interpretation. I see what is happening even around me. I at workplaces, I see people doing things, and every time I look at what they are doing and. Uh, I, uh, something just comes into my mind. Uh, I look at the, the other part, uh, which, which may be, you know, which may not be obvious to, to someone who is there or who is uh, looking at what is happening. There are a lot of issues that are, you know, around me uh, that are taking place on a daily basis. There is current affairs. Uh, there are some issues that people are talking about uh, this day. Tomorrow they are talking about uh, other things. So every time... When there is a topic, or what there, or when there is an issue, I'm able to, you know, to pick a, an issue and deduce something out of that, and come up with something creative, and uh, that's how I've been working ever since. And uh, from what you were saying on Wednesday, uh, sometimes you can sort of travel incognito because uh, more people know the character Mabijo than Toboho Mosuetla, and so in that way you can what travel on public transport and yes um, a lot of people they, they, they know the cartoon Mabijo and some they know the name Teboho but they don't know the real person who is uh, who is doing this uh, the Mabijo character so it gives me you know an opportunity that I can mingle with people uh, not knowing that I'm the man who is behind this character and uh, I if I do that then I can e easily sit with people and listen to what people are saying. Even when I'm traveling on a, um, on a bus, I can just relax and sit there, and people are free to communicate and to say whatever you know, they can say. I sometimes enjoy it when I'm, I'm there and people are talking about this cartoon, what he was doing this week, and I'll be there getting feedback about what I'm doing. And that has really helped me, uh, you know, because um, I walk freely every time when I go, um, you know, I, I just walk free because people are not, uh, you know, they don't know me, you know, personally, but they know the name and they know the character. Well, speaking of feelings of freedom, in your talk uh, on Wednesday, you mentioned that your art, even though it is, as Peter described it, cultural cartooning in many respects, is not devoid of political implications. 
when you're talking about troubles that people have with public transport, for instance, uh, or when you're talking about issues related to public health, HIV and AIDS, uh, unemployment, uh, and so on. I mean, these are uh, cultural issues with very strong political uh, implications. And sometimes the powers that be don't like art that's circulating among the, among the readers and in, in the public. They see it as a subversive even, a form of resistance. How has censorship affected your artistic freedom and your ability to express yourself freely? At first, when I started doing cartoons, uh, because I was working for the government uh, paper, there was censorship. Every time after doing the cartoon, I, uh, it has to pass through the editor. The editor has to scrutinize to see if it is okay that it can be passed, uh, I mean, published. When I first started, I've, I felt that it, it is okay because uh, I was still new in the industry, so I wasn't very well vested on some issues uh, relating to, you know, cartoons. So, in a way, they were shaping me, you know, they were helping me to know what I should, uh, what it is good for the public. But as time went on, um, I realized that uh, at times when I give them my very best cartoons, they reject them. The ones which I felt that, you know, I've... Uh, I've put all my, my, my creativity in it and uh, they, they will look at it and interpret it in a different way. And I thought this is uh, hindering me from you know, expressing myself the way I want to. And uh, I, I felt that no, maybe uh, if I, 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 I move to a private newspaper, then I can have that freedom uh, of expression. So uh, I moved to, uh, to the private uh, media a newspaper, and there I'm free to express myself the way I want to express myself. Even though um, I have that freedom, I'm, 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 I'm also careful about the freedom of other people. And uh, I always, you know, do my very best, and, uh, but at the same time, I know my limits. And uh, Botswana uh, has just had an election. In fact, you were telling me you hopped on a plane the day after uh, the current election. So what about the broader role of the cartoonist in Africa or anywhere in the world for that matter today? I mean, Peter has already asked you about the sort of um, the, the tricky aspect, but what about this uh, broader role of, of the artist and the cartoonist? Yeah, cartoon plays a, a vital role in sensitizing the nation about certain events that are coming. Like, if I may give an example, you know, uh, uh, there were, at, at one point, we had population census, and uh, the cartoons were used to sensitize people about uh, this coming uh, population census. You know, they just prepare people to expect this and that. And uh, the same thing applies to the, 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 uh, the uh, these uh, elections that we just had. You know, when we first started, I mean, when we, we were some months before the elections, you know, the cartoons, they, they helped, you know, to create a hype, if, if I may use that word, just to let people know that uh, what is it that they're supposed to do, uh, you know, they're supposed to register, they're supposed to make sure that their IDs are, are valid and everything, they're prepared. Uh, so in a way, I will say that uh, cartoons play a role in sensitizing people and preparing them for uh, an event that is coming. And then um, at the same time, I believe that uh, 
you know, in, in case of elections, uh, the cartoonists can work with a uh, I mean, uh, this uh, electoral commission uh, to address issues of, uh, you know, voter apathy. Because at times, you know, there is this problem of voter apathy. Mm. So people need to learn, uh, yes. you know, they, they need to know uh, what uh, is, I mean, what elections are all about. So that's what uh, a cartoon can, can do to the nation. We, we do these podcasts in English, of course, although last week we had some Swahili poetry being read. And uh, perhaps we could or should have started by saying Dumelara <laughs> to welcome you in, in, in Setswana. Um, but it was wonderful last year when I was in Kabarone and traveling around to meet people and buy books and other things that taking taxis everywhere I went, I mentioned that um, uh, I was meeting Mabijo or or reading Mabijo and it opened doors, all the taxi drivers would immediately smile or laugh. And um, it's a great testament to your contribution to the to Botswana society. And uh, so you keep us laughing, uh, you keep us thinking, mm -hmm. and uh, thanks very much for talking to Africa past and present. Thank you very much. Africa Past and Present is a co-production of Matrix, the Center for Digital Humanities and Social Sciences, and the Department of History at Michigan State University. Technical assistance is provided by the Matrix Digital Media Lab. For more information and to subscribe to the podcast, visit our website at afropod.aodl.org. The podcast is also available on iTunes. You can also send us email at africa.podcast.com at matrix.msu.edu. Thanks for listening.